This, this, this is the Rich Eisen Show. News of the day. What do you think of J.J. Watt signing in Arizona, DJ? I was shocked. I did not see that one coming. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. I just thought he was going to try and cherry pick a team that he thought could get him to the winner circle. The Rich Eisen Show. Earlier on the show. ESPN NFL analyst Dan Orlovsky. Coming up. ESPN NBA analyst Jeff Van Gundy. Cardinals general manager Steve Kime. From NBC's Young Rock. Actor Matthew Willing. And now it's Rich Eisen. Uh, two different putting strokes bring us into our number two here on the Rich Eisen Show. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. We'll take your phone calls here in this second hour. Uh, Steve Kahn, the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, who just signed J.J. Watt to the mix. He's going to be joining us here. Top of hour number three, the actor Matthew Willig, known uh, back in the day on the San Francisco 49ers offensive line as Matt Willig. Now he's known as Andre the Giant and Young Rock on NBC. Uh, he'll be joining us in hour number three on this program. Um, Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo are in their usual spots. And my social media grandmaster, T.J. Jefferson, just settled into his seat. Um, also in this hour, TJ, you asked me at the end of hour number three, hour number one, uh, if the uh, Jets opportunity with the number two overall selection and a chance to maybe get Deshaun Watson or draft a, a quarterback not named Trevor Lawrence or hold on to Sam Darnold and then trade that spot for a whole bunch of uh, draft capital that could be turned into a winning football team very quickly. You asked me if that will make me uh, if that makes me excited or or nervous. Mm-hmm. That, uh, my answer to that question coming up. <laughs> I was going to answer it last hour, but it would, we, we unveiled the, uh, the, the new um, segment called Something I Noticed. And uh, what I noticed uh, is something I'm going to bring up with uh, my next guest here from the Worldwide Leader in Sports, uh, and Jeff Van Gundy. How are you, Jeff? Good, Rich. What's going on? I don't know. You know I, I could talk. I'm going to give you dealer's choice, okay? I'm going to deal it out, and you're, you're, my, uh, you're my guest, so you tell me. What you, do you want to talk hardcore NBA or something silly I've noticed about the NBA that I'm keen to get your opinion on? Which one do you want first, Jeff? Let's start silly. Okay, let's start silly. Uh, I've noticed that uh, in the bubble, uh, NBA head coaches stop wearing suits, and now that they're out of the bubble, they're still not wearing suits. Um, what, was this a conscious decision by NBA head coaches to just no longer wear suits, and, and does this mean they never wanted to wear a suit? What is the deal with it, Jeff? What's the deal? Well, I think they had to get league approval because I think there is a dress code. I know back there is a dress code that the league relaxed uh, for this, mm-hmm. um, for the bubble and for that. And I just think what's next is the coach is trying to monetize it somehow. <laughs> and instead of wearing team gear, you know, they – hey, why not? You know, they sell sure. the patches on the, the jerseys. Yeah. Why not sell the, 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 the front patch – of the sweatsuit for, you know, the coaches to make some cash. I'm all for it. Huh. And then so um, the league had a dress code that you had to be dressed in a suit with a tie, like it, would, it was actually codified? That Yeah, not a tie. I think it was suit coats. I, I don't think you could okay. wear sneakers. Okay. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was that like my brother tried to get away with like mock turtlenecks, which thankfully the league <laughs> immediately banned because it looked awful. Um, so they did us a favor on that one. Right. Uh, but I'm not I, I don't know if they're, if they're planning on relax. Uh, Greg Popovich has long been uh, trying to pass this like there should be more informal wear for oh. the coaches. Yeah. 
So, um, so Pop has been leading the charge to get out of the suits. He's yeah. been the guy, huh? He's been one of them. Yeah, I think there's a lot of guys who like it, and I think there's other people who think it looks more dignified uh, to be, you know, dressed up. And then there was me, who <laughs> you can put me in sweats or in a suit, and I still look rumpled. So it didn't really matter. <laughs> well, that's a problem, uh, Jeff, yeah. but you know, that might be for, for another day. Does your brother love, he's loving the, the dress down, or, or what? Is he the, what is he? Yeah, you know what? He, what camp like, is he in? I think he absolutely does. Like, before you know it, he may be with flip-flops over there on the sideline, you know, with some snacks on a table, too. You never know. <laughs> Just set up in, like, a Barker lounger? Do you, you coach your Barker? You've got, you got, you got plenty of room now. There's six feet between you. I, got, I think everybody should have individualized snacks over there, you know, and just be able to order from, like, especially the guys that know they're not going in. Like, you know, order a hot dog and, you know, like, Get some drinks. Yeah, why not? So the, the, the DNPCD guys are in charge of getting the drinks because they know the coach's decision is there's no chance of them playing. So well, you use them as a, as a de facto wait staff for the dressed-down coaches, Jeff. That's what you're why saying. Why not? Why not? Like, uh, let, let's make it totally, like, chill over there, you know? Like, especially uh, these places that have some fans but not too many. Yes. Think about the extra money the wait staff could earn in tips if they're getting, if they're like serving millionaires on the bench. <laughs> I think we have come up with something. So the last uh, item on this, uh, this topic, Jeff, do you think the NBA does eventually say to heck with it? We want you back and suited and booted. And that would literally lead to a conversation between the coaches association and the, and the NBA on a, on this subject matter, Jeff, for real. I think the league will go back to suit and ties, okay. and I think that there'll be uh, uh, a vote amongst the coaches on like I think at least half would would hope that they could continue to dress uh, as they are and and more like football coaches on the sidelines, exactly. you know, like that type of gear. I, I think I think it would be great if it was like a really cold arena, and you know you could come out there in a hoodie. Too. Like, like Belichick, you know, cut off yeah, the sleeves. Cut off the sleeves. Come on, how good would my brother look like in that? Like, just <laughs> that would be fantastic. I'd pay. I'd actually pay hard-earned American dollars to see something Why not? like that. I would actually pay. That's right to see something like that. My gosh, that would be something else. We we think Quinn Snyder's a guy that might break. We think out of all the head coaches right now, just say screw it. I'm going to put a suit back on. I don't care. Just do it. Like he's he he's our he's our pick. Well, that I, right you know, now. there's there's people like like Quinn Snyder irritates me in this way, right? <laughs> he looks good no matter what he puts on. Like, you know, he could he could dress down. He looks stylish when he wore his suits. He looked great. Like he wears like jeans around the bubble. You know, he looks terrific. And then, like I said before, then you got me. There's not one thing you can put me in that makes me look dignified. Like, I. I it, it, it irritates me, you know? And I think it's also Quinn's hair, too, right? Of course. Like, you shouldn't have that good a team and that good a hair. It's... You should have to sacrifice one or the other. If you're going to have a great team, the hair's got to start falling out. If you're going to, if you want a, 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 like a mediocre team, then you can have that flowing <laughs> locks. But you can't have both. I don't know. I think he thinks he can have it all, Jeff. I think no, I'm seeing do, that. There should be a league rule is what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Adam Silver should say, like, all right, you got to pick. 
bad team or the hair's got to come off. What you got to shave your head. What would he, 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 what would he pick, though? If oh, everybody's going to pick the good team. Like, listen, <laughs> All right. it is literally, think about what, like, the Rockets are going through right now, 12 in a row. Hmm. Like, the pain of that is, hmm. I don't think people understand the pain that is involved when you're not getting the results you want, right? And so, yeah, I mean, there's not one person that would pick hair over, over wins. Jeff Van Gundy. I would sacrifice some body parts. Like, if you would have said, hey, <laughs> Like, you know, my toe, like, how valuable are toes? <laughs> For a 10 game winning streak, all right. Yeah. I might think oh. you can have one or two. Yeah. The mindset of a coach, Jeff Van Gundy here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. I guess then uh, it's a perfect segue to Quinn Snyder's team. How good are the Jazz when it's all said and done? What do you think here, Jeff? Well, st- uh, statistically, when you look at them, they're absolutely dominant. You know, top five in offense, top five in defense. Uh, their bench, even though other than Clarkson, they don't have big names. Uh, Clarkson and Ingles, like, fortify that bench. The starting unit plays terrific at both ends. I think the eye test to me is there's there's no doubt they're a great team. Do they have the ability to get a bucket late in more physical playoff games against the best defenses? I think they do, but that's, the, to me, the thing that I want to see come playoff time. You know, you remember last year in the bubble, they were up 3-1 against Denver. You know, couldn't get the necessary stops. Now, they didn't have Bogdanovich then, uh, so that's a big, that was a big loss. But, you know, I think playoff basketball is a little bit different, but I'm all in on the Jazz. I think they're a, a great, great team. So then the best team in Los Angeles is... You could fill in the blank there. What do you got for me? Well, I think right now you'd have to say the Clippers um, from a talent standpoint. But the one thing uh, when Davis comes back that the Lakers have, they have a, a, a quickness at the point guard, uh, and I think Schroeder will continue to play better and better as the year goes on. But what they have besides the trump card in James and uh, – you know, another trump card in Davis, they guard. They're, they're the best defensive team in the league. And the Clippers, I think, have the chance to be a great defensive team. But right now they're sort of in the middle of the pack. They're pretty good but not great. I think if they can make the next step towards being a great defensive team and they have talent to be a great defensive team, then, um, you know, they'll be on par with the Lakers. Jeff Van Gundy, ESPN uh, analyst, um, and um, with Breen and Mark Jackson, one of the the best uh, tan, uh, trios in in all of sports broadcasting here on the Rich Eisen Show. So um, the Nets without Durant have just caught fire. Uh, Harden with his seventh triple double, zero turnovers, thirty points and fifteen assists and uh, fourteen rebounds. My gosh, um, it, it, is this um, the team to beat when it's all said and done as we approach the All Star Game this weekend, Jeff? Well, I, their talent is as good as anybody. You know, their top-end talent. You know, the depth part, we'll see. Um, I'm interested to see if and what they add to their roster between now uh, and the start of the playoffs. Uh, but certainly in the Eastern Conference, they have the, the most high-end talent. I still think Milwaukee's outstanding. Um, they got off to a little bit slower start, but – 
uh, Giannis and Middleton and Holiday has been out for a, a long period of time with uh, COVID, with COVID protocol, protocols and all that. But I think when they get him incorporated, they're going to be a hard uh, and difficult team to beat as well. So uh, I'm interested to see what the Nets do. Um, but Harden, you know, there may be some who didn't like how he forced his way out of Houston. Um, my counter to that would be if he behaved correctly, he wouldn't have gotten, they would have never, you know, traded him. But one thing you can't deny is he is an all-time great player. And he's easily one of the four best two guards to have ever played this game. Hmm. I mean, this guy is phenomenal. And his ability at the two-guard position to morph into a point guard, uh, absolutely control uh, the flow of a game, um, can make every pass, you know, shoots it with range, gets to the free throw line at an incredibly high rate. So, yeah, he, he's he's been a great player for a long time, and he's now in that spotlight once again where he's with a great team who's getting heavily covered, and people are seeing that greatness on a nightly basis. All right, you just strolled into that uh, that sweet spot for a sports talk radio program, Jeff, where you you you, you just said what top uh, th- what three or four two guards? We're, we're assuming Jordan and Kobe are the other part of them. If it's and f- Wade, Dwayne Wade, you put there, huh? Oh yeah, I think Dwayne Wade. You know the the, the I don't think people <laughs> really because they remember they always remember you at the end of your career, but. Dwayne Wade, like pre-LeBron coming there, when LeBron was there, and even when he took on that six-man role, I mean, it was greatness. Like, that guy was. And this was without the the every-night three-point shooting range that these, you know, you know, like the, that a Harden has. But one of the greatest shot-blocking two guards of all time had those point guard skills like um, – Harden, um, incredible off-the-ball cutter. You know, it, I, I thought his intelligence, you know, like he came in with the reputation as a non-shooter, but he always shot over 50% because, you know, he just he knew what he did well, and he, and he stuck to that, and every year he added. So, yeah, hmm. those would be my top four. I may be missing somebody. Somebody might put Jerry West in there. I, I, didn't, I didn't see West, so that's a little young for me or old for me, but um, yeah, those would be mine. Jeff Van Gundy here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, I guess before I let you go then, the the trade deadline right after uh, coming up, um, you mentioned what you think the Nets can add. Obviously the Sixers or Daryl Morey's always aggressive. Um, And then you got... Just two 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 questions on the subject. One is going to be I'll just front load the, the the second one for you for you to think about about what what if you could wave a wand for one team. What's the biggest trade that you think can be made that to to affect uh, the the final result of, of this season? That's number one. But right first off, I mean Blake Griffin and and Andre Drummond have been basically told, hey, you're going to be traded, but we're not playing you until then. I, I to me, I find that outrageous. Jeff, I, I just find that outrageous that that two players um, are in situ sort of I guess a, a a transfer portal if there's such a thing in the NBA. I've never heard of such a thing. Uh, I wonder yeah. what you think of that subject matter. Jeff. Right. Well, I I think I'd, I'd be interested in hearing their take 
there's a big difference between them wanting to play and not being allowed to play right. versus them understanding from a health standpoint um, that if they got hurt, it would definitely eliminate their chances probably to be moved. Um, I just think it's a slippery slope that's not a good one for the NBA. Like, it's the same with the, all the load management stuff. It's like if you're healthy enough to play, you should play. Yeah. And um, – but obviously a lot of people don't see it that way anymore. If if I was a player, though, um, I would want to play basketball. So if I was Drummond and uh, Blake Griffin, I'd want to be playing if I, if I was healthy enough to, obviously. And if I was healthy enough, I would like, like I would be, you know, uh, very hard if they kept telling me, no, um, we're not, we're not playing you. Now, I just, I guess the teams have that right, but if uh, I was the commissioner's office, I'd be very concerned with a lot of these trends that tell that we don't, we're not putting the best players on the floor um, for our fans. I think we have an obligation. I think it's gotten lost. Um, in all of this, and I think it's dangerous. Yeah, I mean, what if the Knicks back in the day told you that you didn't have somebody at your disposal because it was gonna, this guy's going to get traded? You know what I'm saying? I, I, look, I know that the, the, the Cavs want to see what they have in Jared Allen, and he's playing well. I get it, but, I mean, no, what, no. what, what you, gives? Yeah, you know? listen, if, if there's a difference between, hey, we're trading this guy tonight. Right. Don't play him tonight. Yeah. And everybody understands that. We may trade him. In a month? Yeah, no, in a month. It's crazy. Right? Yeah. So we're not playing them. And, and I just think it, it it goes directly to the integrity of the game. And also, th- these guys, I mean, Draymond Green, I think, spoke to this. And I don't know exactly what um, his points were as much. Um, but he spoke uh, very vociferously about that players need to be treated well, too. And, and, and part of that is... If you give us our best chance to win, in a coach's estimation, we're playing you. And because that's what our goal should be, which is to win games, to put our best players on the floor, and the best prize we can for our fans who are consumers, who pay when they're in the seats, they pay you know, a lot of money. Um, and when they watch us on TV, they are giving of their time. And I think at times we've started to take advantage of that uh, we haven't shown the respect we need to to our fans um, with these tor- sorts of shenanigans in the NBA, and uh, I, I disagree with it. I think it's very dangerous. So I guess both of those guys would be phenomenal pieces to add. I mean, give me give me one trade that you think would be crucial, make a bit di- a big difference where a team should make before I let you go, Jeff. Well, Blake Griffin, obviously, to me. Uh, if he if that knee holds up, he can go somewhere. And I, I'm I'm trying to think like, you know, could he be, you know, like in Miami, um, a backup and play at times with Adebayo, um, and give them even because one thing about Blake Griffin that people, uh, you know, because they remember the highlight dunks and all that, like he's improved as a three point shooter and he's a phenomenal passer. And when you can add passing, particularly at a big man's position, 
um, then the versatility is so much greater. Um, so I think I think he he would like for any of those teams that aren't achieving what they want to in the East right now. Um, obviously, you know the Lakers could he play uh, some there? Uh, sure, like I could see him being able to fit in there as well. Um, so it'll be interesting too if these guys if they don't get traded if they'll accept a buyout and how much. And I don't like that whole buyout thing either. I think that's that's a little murky too. Hmm. That. I don't think you should be a free agent if you get bought out. I think it should be just like somebody got cut. The lowest team should be able to, you know, have first rights and dibs. Um, so, anyway, it'll be interesting, though. I think both those guys, both Drummond and Blake Griffin, in the right spots uh, could be a help. Obviously, Drummond, if he could, if he gets bought out, I think he would go to Brooklyn and, mm. and play a big role there. Wow. Good Lord. Jeff, thanks for the time. I really enjoyed it. Uh, best to Mike Breen and Mark Jackson, everybody else, and let's chat down the line. Thanks for the you time. You got it. Appreciate Take care, it. Rich. Right back at you. That's Jeff Van Gundy, everybody. <laughs> Funny first half. Fascinating second half of that conversation right there. When we come back, TJ uh, and I will chop it up about something he asked me about a half an hour ago. Great tease. Don't you think that's a great tease? <laughs> Uh, coming up in a couple of minutes, something that we put a pin in a half an hour ago. <laughs> It'll be great. It's about the NFL and the Jets and so much more. And your phone calls, 844-204-RICH. I understand. I understand. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung. And that means spring cleaning. Or at least... The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed well, 
As my colleague Keith Olbermann said when he was once dressed in leather, welcome to the end of my career. <laughs> welcome it's to this good. edition of the Rich Eisen Show. Um, I don't even know what to say. Oh, gosh. It's just, it's all hanging out. It's not good. Own it, Rich. He's it's like, at this point in time that I despise fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh it up. <laughs> Laugh it up, rocker boy. You are a man for 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 holding up your side of the bet. You're wearing Travis's outfit, uh, Lexi Fox from uh, Steel Panther. But uh, I this think is truly his. That, that's that's his rig. Yeah, you oh, got yeah. me silver aviator. Oh yeah, now. come on, put those things on. <laughs> Dude, you're enjoying this too much, Jerry. Mike in Lancaster, California. How about it? The main thing I wanted to know is the hair. The hair on your arms and the chest. Is that your own rig? Is that you? <laughs> it's tough for me to lock eyes with Marshall Falk right now. Nice. Oh, Alan Houston. Oh, Al. Take it easy on me, okay, Al? First of all, sun's out, sun's out, buddy. Is that a head shake? You know who I am. That's your host, Mark. Are you sure? Everything that he's wearing, the guy liner (laughs) is the one that I just can't can't get by it. You look like Judas Priest. The whole band had a baby with Mrs. Doubtfire. Fantastic, Rich. Fantastic. <laughs> Go ahead, so Don. Good. Roll it. Go ahead, roll it. Go ahead, roll it. I know. It's fine. It's okay. Punky Brewster, everybody. Yeah. Perfect. What a, what a perfect uh, segue. Punky Brewster, a Peacock original with, of course, Soleil Moonfry returning in the title role of Punky Brewster is streaming right now. I don't know what the crossover between... Uh, Steel Panther and Punky Brewster is going to be, but if it's there, it's our sweet spot. The pants have the color oh, of the butterfly in the back. Yeah, you were, yeah. you were punky yeah. back then. Yeah. Thank you. Are we back on our radio, Mikey? 30 back. Oh, 30 back. 30 back. I have no clue. I'm just throwing <laughs> Dude, it out there. you, you, you today, though? Today, though? Holy. You, you, you whatever you, you want. You, you, you. are so money. You, you, you don't got even it. Know you it. got it done. No, I had help, today. but it's like dance. Of that course, drink. you had help. I felt like it's okay. Back here. No, no, it's always a team effort here. But yeah. you did, you you did very well. Literally, how many steps did you get in? Uh, Do you know, I, I had you got you, you twenty-three fifty-seven already. Yesterday, I was at thirteen-six. Wow. Oh no, I'm walking the beach. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show uh, radio audience as well. Um, we should do it if we're going to have a segment called "Something I Noticed." Uh, we should have how many steps is Mike Del Tufo taken today? <laughs> we should take over under on it. Don't you think? Uh, I'm always in for some action. Now, does it count? Does does your does your Apple Watch count steps on the boat? Like when your boat no. moves, is it? No, 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 no. So no. it just knows when you're when you're moving no, your body as a step. Very accurate. Is it really? It. No, this doesn't cheat. Huh. What'd you have yesterday? Thirteen six. Oh no, I'm walking. I'm walking. I, I got hey, stung by will. a bee last week. We should do a drop. <laughs> fun on the well, beach. What happened? Oh, I had a big. What, did reaction. you step on the beat? You yes, stepped on the, on the beach. beach. Yeah, no, it wasn't happen. good. That'll happen. You know what we should do? We should do a segment, um, not every day, every now and then, with a drop. Hey, I'm walking here. How many steps did Mike Del Tufo take yesterday? And we should all take bets <laughs> over, under, and closest. Hey, like, I'm walking like, here. Like, 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 it's Price is Right rules. Closest without going over wins a prize. You know, that, like that scene, not yeah. scripted. That's ad-libbed. 
from uh, Midnight, Midnight Cowboy. Cowboy. Like they're just crossing the street. I think they're bandit filming. Right. And he almost got hit. But Dustin Hoffman almost got hit by a car. And he screams, "Hey, I'm walking!" Yeah. yeah. And yeah, that yeah, becomes yeah. one of the greatest moment uh, movie lines ever. Ever. Now that for the next time we do our movie line game, that that's easy. Ooh. Hey, I'm walking. Hey, I'm movie. walking. Yeah. That's, hey. that's a that's a fame that's a famous that's line. famous. Okay. Very good. Are you talking to me? Speaking of Apple Watch, you see what happened to the Red Sox yesterday? <laughs> I mean, it's the first day of spring training. How about how about that uh, segue? Did you see what happened with the Red Sox yesterday? They're the only team using Apple Watch. I did not know. <laughs> I did not know that the uh, the good folks at Major League Baseball had instituted a rule for grapefruit and cactus league action. The spring training began just a couple days ago, I believe. And yeah, uh, so we've seen actual baseball. There's actual some baseball. on right now. There's some on right now. Hey. Uh, spring training is always high registry. <laughs> Hey, always spring training. Does like it, it's it's time for it's time for pitches and catchers. Spring training means nothing. Uh, <laughs> no, hold on a second. Uh, I'm there. They, there's um, spring training is there to work out the kinks, right? It's there, it's there to work out problems. Like it's it's there to create game situations. There you go. That you need to utilize when the games count. Right. Right. You're right. Unless. You're the Boston Red Sox yesterday. Because I had no idea that Major League Baseball instituted a rule, I guess, to save pitchers' arms or something like that. I've never heard of that, this either. That, that, <laughs> Arm management. That a, a, a manager can opt to end an inning at any point that the pitcher who started the inning has thrown more than 20 pitches in the inning, regardless of who's on base, how many outs there are. That's it. Is this little league? You could take your ball and go back to the dugout. And yesterday, Garrett Richards, new starter for the Boston Red Sox, that's right, got into a, a bit of a jam in the first inning. <laughs> Loaded the bases and walked in a run. Twenty-three pitches in, Alex Cora goes. That's it. We're done. We're done here. We're done here. Ended the inning. Ended the inning, and Garrett Richards went out for the second inning. Threw a one-two-three second. That's. Ridiculous. So his line is he just gave up one run. And I'm sitting there thinking, what what what, what do we glean? What do we what do we just save Garrett Richards the the embarrassment, the sweat equity? That's that's ridiculous. Right? What are we teaching? What are we teaching the kids of America? What are we doing here? It's like a video game. When you play Nintendo, when you things aren't going your way, you just kick the game and restart. Yeah, restart. Yeah. Oh, 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 hey, don't let that Oops. happen. That's my bad. Yeah. You're going to start this all over again. Did you? Yes, to answer your question many <laughs> times. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah, everyone's done that. But it was, you know, it was just a jerk reaction. Like, I didn't do it on purpose. It's, I mean, it's, it, just it, it just happened, <laughs> you know? It just happened. What do you make of it? What do you make of it? You're the hard ass here. <laughs> Seriously, you're the, you're the, you're the hard ass of the Rich That's Eisen show. I, this is a totally it's spring training, who cares? I don't know who cares. Who cares? I I don't we're, yeah, not, get, we're not doing this in doing July and August. What happens? We can't do that. Can you imagine? Oh my goodness. No, I don't know, but it but it's but not spring, even But spring training big deal. So what though? But but Rich, just think about the sanctity of spring training was yeah. gone long ago when teams invited Garth Brooks to have at bats. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> big deal. Like Drew Brees to get a couple every, of cuts. Yeah, Will, Will Ferrell every playing position. every position for nine different teams. But this teams. is a real starter. This is a real starter. 
Yeah, but in what? Major League Baseball, so, and like so, where so so it. What would he have thrown? Like maybe thirty pitches in the inning, if, or if another ten, maybe, another what if fifteen. Went, what if we went forty and then suddenly his so elbow hurts? He and then, a, oh, because he threw too many pitches in one inning, huh? Yeah, because it's the or first it's these guys, day of spring these, training. Well, if guys, if guys can't finish an inning in spring training, will they ever throw nine innings? Will we ever see a complete? No. What's the number of complete games we're going to see this year? Ten, twenty. Who had the most last year? I don't even know anymore. No idea. You know what I mean? It's you just have to, a no hitter to stay in the game. The whole series game. turned on. Let's take yeah. the guy out because he's going through the third time in the order. And here we are, first couple days of spring training, and we're stop. We're we're, we're handing out arm wedges. A little mercy rule. Arm wedges. No orange wedges. Orange. I thought you said arm wedges. I mean, orange wedges. I think you said it yourself. Thing. It's the first day. I get it. It's just I read this. I'm like, what are we? What's going on here? What's happening? I would much rather. Have that rule that you know I had heard kicked around by somebody way up the chain of command in the uh, world of baseball. Remember, ninth, ninth inning, you can rearrange your batting order however you want. That is insane. I actually like that. That is so dumb. Send three, four, five back no, up there. I like that. That is so, so dumb. Put your three best against That's their best, it. and let's yep. go. That's let's it. Go. That's it. <laughs> and then what about the, way, the guy who has a no hitter? I know that. I know that was he always, has to he has I to face three, four, five again. We're re- we're rehashing the ground. I get it. Yeah. I mean, no, I know that we're, we we went over this, but then the flip side of it is, hey. Um, Super Bowl's on the line, right? It's not the same. Super Bowl's that is a terrible on analogy. the line. It's not the same. Your three best players are not on the field because it's not their turn to be on the field. Like, but that they're that the different sport. Eh, it's not what we want. The rules of the sports are different. You know. You know what I mean? Like, so go play a different sport. Go play football. If we're that's not what taking. You want. We're not taking Ovechkin off the ice because it's, it's you know. Ah. You make sure that it's his line. You know that's what you could do. That's called coaching and strategy. I, got it. I hear you. But it's just random with the batting order. It's you know? not random. You're- Seven, eight, nine's up. Oh, he could have three, four, five. Let's go. <laughs> I'd rather, I don't know. I kind of give it. But the whole idea, like, hey, spring training, just stop throwing. Just get out of the jam. Don't worry. Daddy will come get you. It was- <laughs> daddy will come it's get you. It's March 1st. Here comes daddy. Here comes daddy out of the. Daddy, what's the sign? Of- is-, is it an actual white flag that they make the managers wave? Like, what's the sign? I didn't see. Like, what did Cora do to indicate we're done here now? I can't wait till the Yankees do this this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Yankees will not right. use it. Exactly. No, they no, have, no, they have, they have pride when it comes to games yeah. that don't count. At the beginning of March. By the way, <laughs> it's been a decade since any of your games counted. Oh, oh wow! See, the juices are flowing oh, now. Yeah. It's just spring training. Get us going, huh? Complete games, by the way. Yeah. Uh, in 2019, your last full season. Yes. Uh, in the National League, two. Come on. This is, that's insane. Well, because you're taking pitchers out because that's of the insane. hitting, I guess. But what else? And in the National League, three. That's so, so it's national. So you said National League twice, I thought. Oh, sorry. American League had three. That's insane. So there were just five complete games in all of Major League Baseball's 2019 regular season where everybody played 162 well, games. Well, no. Two, e- two guys had three each. Oh, you're talking. I'm just talking about the grand total number of complete games. Oh, I'm just looking at the leaders. I mean... So the leader in Major League Baseball had three. Like, look up. Do me a favor. Look up 1973. Oh, I guarantee. And the leader, the leader had what? Like ten? Easily ten 12? out of his twenty-five. Twelve. Well, half of Gaylord the Perry had twenty-nine. Yeah, I was going to say twenty-five. I would have gone. Yeah. That's it. Should we get Goose Gossage on here? Tell him he could curse all he wants. <laughs> Goose Gossage. Did Goose Gossage set the record for number of curse words during a conversation on the live Rich Eisen show? I think we did. For, li- hey, Goose, for the live broadcast. Live Rich Eisen. Hey, hey Rich. Hey, hey, Rich Goose Gossage. 
come on to Rich Eisen's show. What do you think about this rule in spring training of uh, after 20 pitches thrown, the manager could just end the inning? What do you think? What do you think of that? In 1980, the Oakland A's had 94 complete games. Come on now. That's... 94. That's Come on now. Insane. In 1879. 1870. Oh, Old Ross Hodburn had how many? Will White for the Cincinnati Reds had 75 complete games. 75 complete games for the Red Stockings. That he wasn't even, taken out after 23 count. pitches in the first inning. Old Hoss had 73. <laughs> he was born in 1884. That's what they were doing. <laughs> nope. Well, let's go. Garrett Richards' space is loaded. One guy walked in already. He's got 23 pitches in March. We're not going to run. We're not going to do anything. Of Will White's 402 career starts, starts so, so. he completed 394 of them. I mean, come on. I was, well, who is this? Will White. That's not even close. Do you think Will, how many, so, uh, do, you, do you think when Will White was taken out of a game, he fought his manager? Like, literally, it was like a fist, fist fight? fight? Yeah, it's yeah. like a fist fight. That's not even close to being the record either, by the way. The complete games. Cy Young, take a guess how many he had in his career. In his career, yeah. How many career starts did Cy Young have? I, I wouldn't even know have that. that. Okay, number. if you want to talk 650. about un- unbreakable records, six hundred fifty would be good enough for second place if that were true. He had seven hundred forty-nine complete games. Wow! Oh, think about was- it. He had five hundred eleven wins, and he had three hundred and something losses. <laughs> So basically, if you're a reliever on one of Cy Young's teams, like smoke him if you got him. Yeah, you took the day off. You're just sitting back there, wherever you're doing, whatever you're doing. You went out the night before. Hey, Cy, you know what? It's you're you're just getting ready for the season. The inning's over. <laughs> the Babe had 35 complete games in 1970. Damn straight, he did, and he was hungover for every last one of them. <laughs> Literally kicked somebody's ass the night before. Didn't remember it. Went out and pitched, and didn't come out of the game. The whammer. All right. Great conversation about baseball, guys. <laughs> Honestly, I, 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 I read that rule, and I'm kind of like, what, what are we doing? Play ball. Unless it's March 1st, then we'll stop. After 23 pitches. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, I got to call my baseball friends and say, what are we, what, what's the point of that? What are we doing? Saving what, the arms? What are we doing? You know, what are we doing? Is that a new segment? What are we doing? It's not something I noticed. All right, uh, we'll take a break, and then uh, we'll take your phone calls, 844-204. And then I promise I will answer your question, TJ. (laughs) Just keep getting lost in some sort of wormhole, which is fun. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The sleep number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O-Reilly Auto Parts. 
They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. We are standing outside the world-famous Roxy on Sunset Boulevard here in Los Angeles, California, and it's time to go inside and rock out with Steel Panther, but I've got to put the rig back on again. Let's go inside. For one night at the Roxy, there's a new member of Steel Panther. It's Rich Eisen. Oh, my God. Eyeliner. I'm not used to this. That's not enough? No! How do these rock and rollers do it? This is not good. I mean, this is not attractive. going to be great. People are not expecting me to be on that stage. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to fake rock like there's no tomorrow. You look great, dude. Thanks, man. You look metal. I hope I the idea. still have my job. <laughs> I'm so excited. Our new bass player, finally someone younger looking than Alexi Pollock. Yeah. Look at this. Yeah, you got you. The real McCoy. Alexi Pitt, right here. He's getting heavy metal lessons, like how to actually work the monitor. I'm about to go on with Steel Panther. I cannot believe this. Check one, two, test. I'm ready. Two, test. Have a blast. Thanks. Thank you. Please welcome the most amazing band in the world. Put your hands together for Steel Panther. Dude. That's not Lexi Fox. It's not Lexi Fox. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. You're not Lexi. You're not. Look at me. That's Rich Eisen. It's Rich Eisen. From the Rich Eisen show. That's not Lexi Fox. Dude, I'm a huge fan. I love your work. Right back at you. Amazing, but you're fired. You suck on bass. Make some noise for the imposter, Rich Eisen. Mr. That's Rich Eisen. The f how did that happen? Rock on. Rock on. Great job, Rich. <laughs> I still can't believe that happened. That was so amazing. Like, it's great. It's great. Can never take that away from me. Can never take that away from me. Who's no. going to try and take that away from me? I, I dare. I dare anybody. I don't know what the it is. You played the Roxy, Rich. I damn straight did for two glorious for two minutes. minutes. <laughs> My bass was unplugged the entire time.
Fantastic. Uh, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We're here on the Rich Eisen Show, uh, back here on the show. Uh, Alan Dallas, let's take his call. It's been too long since we chatted with Al. What's going on, Al? How you been, brother? Uh, I'm surviving. You know, we're, we're surviving down here. Uh, it was it was pretty crazy, but uh, you know, I was a little distracted, so I couldn't call in. No, I know yeah. that. I'm glad you're doing well. But just know this, Al. Um, in this conversation, if I feel at any point that you've struggled uh, over a few seconds' time, I'm just going to end it, um, and we'll go on to the next conversation. Okay? Understood. You understand? Understood. I mean, it, it is spring training for all of us. It is exactly right. It's again. it's the first, uh, top of March. Al, you know what I mean? Bob Gibson, 1968, yep. 22 and 9 in 34 starts with 28 complete games <laughs> and a 1.12 ERA. First of all, how did he lose nine games? That's a good question. They were probably all one nothing. I don't know. Macar- <laughs> I don't know. Macar- I mean, McCarver called the wrong sign once. I'd have no oh, idea. Oh, my I don't know. God. I, I, I don't mean, know. It's, it's just, it's a. That rule, like I couldn't, like I, I, I kind of feel like I'm hip, like the kids. You know, I kind of keep up in these things. Right. I did not hear that until you just said it. My it's, jaw dropped. Me too. Like honestly, I know it's spring training. I know it's March first. This, this yeah. actually occurred on March first. So we got, a, we got a tweet from someone. There's yeah. a 20 pitch rule this uh, spring because yeah. they aren't allowing minor leaguers to travel to limit COVID exposure. So there's not a lot of arms. There's not the minor league arms in, in camp. Okay. That's, that's there we go. Uh, Oh, okay. All right. I mean, I feel a little bit better about it, I guess. Um, you know, but good lord. I mean, that was that was the way you guys, the way you presented it was fantastic. Because if if you wanted to get, you know. Mike and a Mad Dog type reaction calls. You you got one from me. Well, no, I, like, I know. Oh, I, I, honestly, <laughs> I, I guess, I, but no, but it, it, just to uh, I guess um, follow up on that. Still, I mean, they did put him out there for the second inning. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. if, we're, if we're saving arms here, then then why? Are, yeah. why you know, it just. I don't know, Maybe man. Maybe it was too hot. Maybe it was too warm. You know, to tap out in the middle, of just at the end of the first. Yeah, you're struggling. Let's just uh, let's just take it to the second. I yeah. don't know, man. I don't crazy. know. All right, thanks for the call. I appreciate. All right, boy. It. Okay, so it's because there's no minor league arms traveling. Right. Got it. Okay. Makes a little more sense now. Yeah. I still wouldn't want to be taken out of a game. Sorry. I just wouldn't. No. You, you, you're, you're going out there for the second, and then that was the end of it anyway. So you scheduled to pitch two, two innings anyway, and that's it. Right, right, right. Like Come on, if you're now. doing a show and you Come get on. two segments, Rich, Come on, and they're like, you're out. You know? Yeah, you, you talked a little much last segment. Too much. Too much. You're too much. TJ, you got to take over. How much is too much? Really, that's the question. That's what your watch says when you go over 13,000 steps. They say, we got to do, that's it. Slow down. A lot of steps. Bad for the hips. Is that what your phone says? Yeah. I mean, your watch, pardon me. The watch. Crazy. By the way, that Apple Watch, people are just like, you know, where I'm like thinking, boy, that that, that guy keeps checking on how, what time it is. He must oh, he no, must no, be no, wondering no, what it is, no. and then I see him start yeah, scrolling, scrolling on, Rich, on his wrist. Which is my trick. You don't it's know. Terrible. Now that's how I text. Awful. You can FaceTime people from your watch now. Awful. I don't even want to talk about it. <laughs> um, Dick Tracy. So earlier in the show, we had Dan Orlovsky on the program. He thinks they're gonna the Jets are going to stick with Sam Darnold, which um, – and then trade the second overall pick for a whole bunch of players and go to work. And he thinks part of the reason is that Robert Sala took the job with the Jets um, and brought the staff uh, because they thought that if Darnold was the guy there, um, they could deal with it. And that they had yet to really look at all of the prospects to make this decision saying, okay, we're, we know you're going to go take a second overall picked quarterback. And they know which one to take, and that'll be the end of that. 
Unlike Urban Meyer, where they uh, no, I'm the reason why I'm taking the job is because you've got Trevor Lawrence coming. So I heard that, and I'm thinking to myself, what a story that would be if they stick with Darnold and he does have the right stuff for New York City and he does wind up going down the Canyon of Heroes despite having a 2020 season where the entire Jet fan base that was showering him with love and confetti screaming for the Jets to not win a game so he would no longer be there. Could you imagine if that actually happens? What a story that would be. That would be one of the greatest NFL stories ever that has seen Tom Brady go from pick 199 to seven Super Bowl rings from a high V grocery clerk. I don't believe Kurt ever stocked shelves. I think he has told me that. That he has he has checked people out at the at the high V, but I don't think he ever stocked a shelf there. Um, but nonetheless, to go from that to Hall of Fame, I mean, so many great stories. Sam Darnold to go from all of this seeing ghosts, mononucleosis, and then the Trevor Lawrence, please don't win a game season, to sticking around through all of that, thick and thin, win it all. I just don't see it. But that caused you to ask me the question with the Jets having an option, TJ Jefferson, Mm -hmm. of this or drafting somebody second overall or maybe even going to get Deshaun Watson, right? And go ahead and pose your question one more time. The question was like, how are you feeling? Because you have a world of possibilities in front of you. Like you've got that pick, but you also have a, a a lot of room to play around with. So do you feel like the Jets are going to... Swap the pick? Yes. Do you feel like you're going to get a haul back? Are you right. excited? Are you nervous? Like, ah, how are you feeling? To ask me, are you excited or nervous, is what triggered me. Mm-hmm. Because that's an outstanding question to ask a New York Jet fan. <laughs> because the excitement of being able to get, get better fast, that is exciting. Yeah. The opportunity to have maybe some shiny new toy at the position that could be just for that alone better than Darnold because we've felt we've seen what we can get out of him. Despite the fact that he had coaches and offensive coordinators changed on him and he did catch mono. And it wasn't his fault that he caught mononucleosis right before a Monday night game where ESPN decided to have that hero shot of him pointing at the camera (laughs) that they have all quarterbacks do with the word mononucleosis out, <laughs> mononucleosis put on it. That's right. not his choice. It wasn't his choice to have the I'm seeing ghosts make it on an ESPN broad. Well, ESPN has done Sam Donald uh, uh, a couple of uh, moments, served him up. Seeing ghosts. Yeah, that that <laughs> wasn't his fault either. Wasn't his fault that Adam Gay says, I got it. <laughs> I got it. No, honestly, that's not his. none of that's his fault. So, yes, I'm very excited about the possibilities because I do love Robert Sala. The issue is the nervousness is more intense because the Jets always have the trap door and we're afflicted. We're an afflicted bunch. We're an afflicted bunch, guilty as charged afflicted bunch because we have no idea about Joe Douglas. Is he the right guy or not? Because the Jets have had opportunities before where they did trade away a guy that we hope to be a building block more than that, uh, a face of the franchise. We did trade away Darrell Rivas. Yeah. And uh, 
the guy who traded away Darrell Rivas sounded like this. I'm the general manager of the New York Jets. <laughs> Ultimately, I'm responsible for the performance of our team, the product that we put please stop. on like the field. Enough, that lies with That's me. That's it right there. There are no excuses. No, please, I, make, I beg you to stop, My John. Performance it? Please stop it. I beg you. Saturday. Thank you. No, turn it down. No, I don't want to fade it. I want it gone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a struggle. That's what I'm saying. I could still hear him whispering in the background. Stop. <laughs> or is that just, is that, am I hearing ghosts? It's in your ear. I'm head, hearing man. ghosts. Hearing ghosts. That's the problem. Is Joe Douglas up for this task? Is he up for the task? The owner's back from making America great again over in the UK after four years of that. He's back. Is he going to let Joe Douglas be Joe Douglas? And if Joe Douglas is Joe Douglas, can he be the guy to make it all cash? I'm told by everybody who knows him that he is that guy. Literally, I haven't heard a bad thing about him. So, there's that. So you're feeling good. I am hoping, I am hoping that at some point, the clue phone will ring in Cal McNair's office in Houston. Hasn't It's ringing. It's ringing off the hook. Nobody's answering. <laughs> Because to me, Deshaun Watson is done playing in Houston. Very done. That's the, my spidey sense is he's done in Houston. And at some point, the Houston Texans will have to recognize what I believe Jason LaConfora mentioned on our show last week in relation to Seattle's scenario with Russell Wilson and any other scenario in the NFL involving a player of note. There's always two doors. One door is the current door that everything stays put and everything can work out with this player. And we need to just figure out the construct, whether it's financial, whether it is security on a contract, whether it is giving them more of a say in the organization, whether it is giving them the players that they desire, any sort of grocery shopping conversation that you want to have with the player. That's door A. Door B is what will somebody offer me for the player currently sitting in door A that makes door B far more palatable than trying to make door A happen with a player who doesn't want to be in door A anymore. That's the way the NFL works. And the Houston Texans are either ignoring door B because they want to linger in door A or think door A is going to happen. And for door A to happen, they're going to have to cast this guy on the screen, who's Deshaun Watson, as a malcontent. And they're going to have to fine him for missing time. And they're going to have to make it seem like he is the problem here and that everything in the Cully, Cesario, Easterby, McNair world is the future. And he doesn't want to be part of the future. And we've told him he is our future. What's his problem? They're going to have to deal with all that, the blowback, because at some point he's going to speak one-on-one with somebody in the NFL media world. And again, we're here, Deshaun. I send him a DM, so you know. So door A for them is eventually going to be unpalatable. Door B, the Jets are saying, here's Donald, here's a first-round pick that's better than the one that you coughed up. That number three is from Miami. And here's two more and all of that. That's what I'm hoping for. And I'm hoping Joe Douglas has the ability to pull that off. So the answer is I'm excited, but I'm more nervous because I'm a Jet fan. Go figure. <laughs>
Steve Kime is a general manager who knows how to pull off a deal or two. He pulled one off with J.J. Watt. He is next in Hour 3 of The Rich Eisen Show. That's my answer. And again, we're, you're going to hear a ton of this door A, door B conversation again. Door B is going to wind up being the only door the Texans have for Deshaun Watson. The question is, how ugly is door A going to get? How much gumption do they have when door A gets ugly? Or do you just make sure door A doesn't get ugly and you get door B opening up with every single possible rainbow coming out of it? Unicorns. You know, and 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 draft choices galore. And a, a kid in Darnold, if that's who they want. If they don't, then tell the Jets keep him. We'll take more of your draft choices. Go for it. And then Darnold will wind up somewhere else. I know the Bears covered him. I think the Bears would take him in a heartbeat. I think the Bears are Washington, looking for anybody. I think Washington football team would take him in a heartbeat. I think there's a ton of people that would take Donald in a heartbeat. And utilize I think San Francisco would take him again. Too. The Jets have a Dore, which is stick with Darnold. And for a lot of Jet fans, that's a tough one to stick with. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so that's well because the whole season you thought you were getting Trevor Lawrence. No, I know, yeah. but it's also we've seen a ton of stuff, and there, and there have been times when Darnold did have the healthy guys around him, and there were times where Darnold was healthy. Yeah. And he'll you know he'll just do something like run around like. Like he's never played an NFL game before and then throw a pick in the end zone. I mean, it's not like he's totally faultless at times. No, no, no. So it's very difficult to sell door A to somebody like me. I'd buy it, though, when it all comes down to it because I'll have to trust Sala and we'll see how it goes. Right. And then if it doesn't work out, then you're just a, a year away from moving on there. You won't have the number two overall pick to take his successor. You can play it out all these different ways. You can't give up that number two pick, though, unless you're getting Deshaun or Russell Wilson. Uh, uh, or you stick with Darnold, man. And you get the weapons for him, period. End of story. More protection. What that kid, uh, that tight end pits, apparently supposed to be all that in a biscuit. Yep. Put him out there. Yeah, top five. I don't know. Man. Make him your kittle in the Shanahan offense. Sounds good. Steve Kime joining us next from the Arizona Cardinals organization. That's coming up, Hour 3.